Okay. Uh, Zivon did not like it. <laughs> no, just let, just shoot from the hip. Okay. Okay. Hello, and welcome back to Famous Last Words, the podcast whose name I forget every time I'm about to say it. Um, <laughs> only when I'm being recorded. Uh, 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 who are you? Me? No, no, yeah, you. I, I'm looking across. Who are so. you? I, I'm Andrew. <laughs> I'm Teresa Alden. Alden. And we are not related by blood. No, we're married. <laughs> it's it's a bit. Uh, and we're joined by a guest on the phone whose name is, this is your cue, and go. <laughs> Nicole Higgins. <laughs> and Nicole, how do we know each other? Oh, we're old buddies from back in the day. Um, <laughs> it's true. Back, back on the ranch. Back on the day. Yeah. Back, back in the mitten. Um, <laughs> we used to make films together and be the bestest of friends. And then the pandemic happened and you left. Well, you have... It, yes. That, that was that was what the first sign of the pandemic happening, was you leaving and then... I before the pandemic, I left before the pandemic. Did you leave before yeah. before we elected Trump? Yeah, I I left I left in it was like the summer of twenty nineteen, I think, or it was the spring. It was springtime. Yeah, yeah. Because I got my first job in July, and I had already been here for a few months before that. Right, and your and then you also took your mom and your dad with you. And now no one can cut my hair. I haven't got a <laughs> yeah. haircut in three years. Oh my God. That's not true, but yeah. he has struggled to find a barber <laughs> in the last three years. I keep on going to this place and like, like, I, like I swear every time I go in there, which is once every three months, uh, there's like a, new, a whole, they've fired everyone and hired a whole group of new people, except for this one woman who I don't like the way she cuts my hair or how she talks to me. <laughs> That's that's not a good sign. Yeah, my mom my mom used to cut your hair and now you have nobody. <laughs> and I can't keep uh, you know, surveillance tabs on your life anymore. <laughs> True. She would keep I you updated. You get, like little intel from my mom. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we miss you. We miss you in, in Detroit. We miss you seeing you most of all. I know. I miss you guys so much. I just like I miss the like camaraderie of like I, I don't know if it was because we're like friends too or like mm -hmm. it was just our like group you know like that uh, going at it and like making films and everybody like doing it for the love of doing it is like a little less existent out here within you know like you would think working out in the industry there's other people that like do the same thing and and it's just like you don't find the same you know i don't know what the word is for it uh uh blind blind optimism <laughs> yes yeah it's very pessimistic out here yeah especially if you want to do something on your own <laughs> yeah i believe it, i believe it's on our website but i always really like the one we made the agoraphobic lady in, in the basement one we made, you and I made. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I really like that one. One. Yeah, when I look one back. One and one are one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm like, the colors are so pretty. And I always hate, like, looking at myself. But I'm like, everything <laughs> looks so pretty. <laughs> except me. Oh, stop. <laughs> so, yeah, you, 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 meant, you, you referenced it. So you're out 
somewhere in the South, you know, you're like, you're, you're the one that hides all those votes, you know, right? You're the one that, you know, st steals the votes and buries them in the backyard or something. Yeah, I, yeah, I like coming out here was like, you know, being from California and then coming here, it was like, I thought it was going to be real, you know, Southern. <laughs> Atlanta's not too bad, though. It's pretty it's like. It's not. Yeah. No. It's uh, not. So what do you what do you do down there in Atlanta? I am currently a rigging grip best boy. Mm. Mm. And 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 some of your credits include. Oh God! Just your um, favorites. No pressure. Well, it's hard because a lot of it's been Marvel and shit, and I'm not a fan of any of that stuff. So I did first unit gripping on like The Walking Dead and on the Netflix series First Kill and a little bit of Miss Marvel. Um, I also rigged on Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, but I did besting for Ironheart and this new movie that's coming out. I think it's called Jackpot. Um it has like John Cena and Machine Gun Kelly. It's like an action comedy thing. And we were about to do Blade and that got shut down. Mm. And mm. then what was that? Oh, I also did Megalopolis. Oh, um, yeah. So, yeah. The uh, the famed production. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Those are just a few of them. I can't. I don't know if I missed any probably. But yeah, you you kind of uh, you made it happen. You uh, you did it. Oh yeah, we were on we were on Black Panther. That was that probably one people will know, but I'm not proud of. <laughs> people people have heard of Black Panther. The first one or the second one? Black, were you the on the second one? Oh, okay. Black Panther Two: Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yes, that's what it's called. <laughs> it was like the never ending movie. It just went on forever. Oh, I didn't man. think we were ever going to stop shooting that thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably where some of the pessimism comes in. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, it was. I mean, <laughs> it was a nightmare. It was just a lot for us. There was like two, two places they were shooting at, you know, OFS. And I think we were at Tyler Perry. So there had to be like two massive groups of just like rigging grips, you know, at each place. Like there was like oh. 20 and 20 at all times, which is a lot. So there was just a lot going on. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, that sounds crazy. You know, yeah. you know what's the new twenty-one day shooting schedule? Three hundred day shooting schedule is the new twenty-one day <laughs> shooting schedule. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, when you have these well, massive budgets, you're just like, sure, whatever. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed either, but like, I just recently noticed. I don't know how long this has been going on because, right, like everyone was into movies a long time ago, and now everyone's into TV, and now like <laughs> yeah. watching movies again like recently i've just been like oh my god like these movies are all over two hours long like why is every movie over two hours long it's yeah. too much it is too much that is my big comment on all these films that we review especially like new ones i'm like yeah it was like good but it was like way too long it needed to be short because my philosophy is it it should be like an hour and a half ish like under two hours or it should be yes. a mini series. Like we should yes. stop with this in between shit. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, Oppenheimer is like three and a half hours long. Oh. Is it like why? I don't want to sit in the movie like, theater for that long. The, 
what was the one that just came out with Margot Robbie? That one was like way too fucking long too. Barbie? Barbie? No, the one, <laughs> the, the other one before that, the, um, where she was the actress. I always get them. Oh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? That just came out. It, it also started with a B. Uh, and they uh, came out. What was it? It wasn't Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. No. She did play an actress in that. We'll have no, to look. it was it was more recent. It was more recent. Come on, you guys. I know you know this. It was just out. Uh, well, you know, we, we got the, uh, the the whole internet in our phone. You know, yeah, I am TV it. I am TV it. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Hurry up! Margo I don't know why I can't Roby. think of this one. Because that one had like, it was, I don't know if it was just me because, you know, or crew. So like the first, the beginning part of it was like super interesting. It was like really Babylon. funny because it was, yes, Babylon. Oh. It was the, did you guys see that? No. Because it was three hours and 10 minutes. Yeah. And it got it bad was. reviews. So we were like, eh, maybe we skip yeah. this one. <laughs> the first like hour was interesting. And then it was like fell off from there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were making fun of like, I mean, they were showing like back in the day filmmaking and it was just like a riot, right? Like there was like no rules. It was like a fucking <laughs> circus. Like it was hilarious. There was people like actually getting shot and like oh getting, gosh. getting like ran into like, like a dying right and left. And people were just like, oh, well, we'll just sweep that under the rug. You know, like, they like didn't tell anybody about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Louis B. B. Mayer's house has all the bodies buried out back. Oh my god, it was so funny. I mean, it's funny and not funny, but it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of movies that come in a uh, tight one hour, 35 minutes, uh, the first movie on your list is Detroit Rock City. In 1978, when disco was on top, I'm making it. these guys partied to a different beat. <laughs> no more, no more. <laughs> Baby. Don't you know what KISS stands for? Knights in Satan's service. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is a movie from 1999. It was directed by Adam Rifkin, who wrote Small Soldiers and made a lot of B-movies, apparently. And <laughs> yes. he also maybe made porn. There's a couple on there that oh. I'm just like, I'm not sure. Sh- anyway, Detroit Rock City is not pornography. <laughs> Do you want to tell us about it, Nicole? <laughs> okay, so funny fact about that director as well since you brought him up one of the guys in this movie one of the actors um giuseppe uh who's really like not done anything else and i think like after i tell you this you'll be like oh because he's a weirdo um he this director did a documentary with that actor like years after this i think it was like 2014 or something and it was about how that actor Giuseppe makes all these like movies but he lives in like a trailer home like chooses not to act anymore even though he was like really good actor just didn't want to like act he wanted to make his own stuff and he would like he lived in a trailer home with his dad and he would go around and get like homeless people to act in his movies and Adam Rifkin did a documentary about that it's pretty pretty interesting Yeah, when you see it, you're like, oh, that's maybe why that guy didn't work anymore, because he's a little <laughs> off. <laughs> that's a good way but to come I, in under budget, I guess. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, like just homeless people, and you would just like feed them, and that's why they did it. And I think that half of them were like maybe on drugs or had major like mental health issues. It was just like <laughs> exploiting the homeless. And oh my god, just... <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> and then Adam like went and documented that. <laughs> Uh, um, That's, but Detroit... that, that shit crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah Detroit Rock City I liked I, I think it's like if you've seen it it's like kind of kitschy and like ridiculous like the shots and stuff like some of them are just like you're like this is so cheesy but I love it because I feel like it works and it's like one of those coming of age tales and maybe it relates to me because it's about going to a rock concert and like trying to get there and um it's like such a feat and i feel like going to all the warp tours and the rock concerts when i was younger like i had an experience too where i was trying to get to a concert in detroit at 16 and it was like the first time my mom and dad let me like take my car out by myself <laughs> with a friend and we like somehow made it to the concert and now that i look back i'm like having like parking anxiety you know like i need gps to like show me where parking is otherwise i can't like go anywhere i'm like is there parking there and where is it <laughs> yes. i like have no idea how i parked at this concert like totally blind but on the way home we had like a, an a an adventure on the way home we got fucking lost and we're gone for like three hours after the concert and my mom's trying to call me i got like a ticket on the way home i couldn't figure out how to get home this is like before gps <laughs> and you didn't live that far outside of detroit right i, I know it was literally like three hours i got a ticket somewhere like so far away and my parents were like what were you doing over there i was like i don't know <laughs> it's like i don't have a gps it was like map quest paper you know yes. like that's what you took with you so i feel like that movie i really like related to the adventure of like going to a rock concert and if you that whole soundtrack is like perfect like every song they play like matches what's going on in time like when he's at the strip club and he's like taking off his clothes, it's like seventies, you know, like disco-y music. And then like when one of the characters is getting dragged to church, you know, by his mom, they're playing like, I'm on the highway to hell. Like they just like <laughs> cue every song at the perfect time. One of them, they're busting him out of school and it's like, there's gonna be a jailbreak. You know that song tonight? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I don't know. I shouldn't be singing. But <laughs> it was that's like what i love about that movie you know it's just cute yeah i was trying to remember if i had seen this one and it's possible i have but the other one that i think i've seen more when it came like when i was a kid um was rock and roll high school with the ramones oh yeah and it's it sounds like it's very similar to this one because this one's with kiss right yes yeah, so, like, I think these films were just, like, a vehicle to make the perfect soundtrack and just, like, I yeah. don't know, have fun with cinema. Cause in some, exactly. In some ways, what's that movie, the uh, the the one that everyone really likes, the Cameron, Cameron Crowe's movie? Almost Famous. Almost Famous is kind of oh, yeah. in that same, it's, they're, all, they're all around like early, late 90s, early 2000s, right? Well, that one's later mm -hmm. and more... It takes itself more seriously. These are like party movies. These are like you go and watch yeah. it with like your teenage friends and like 
You're yeah. just like, yeah, rock and roll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was so rock and roll, Teresa. I, <laughs> I think about that now and I'm like, we need to redo this. Like this needs to happen Ooh. again, but for this day and age, you know? Yeah. yeah. I like yeah. it. I feel like that's one thing that like, kind of going off what you said, Teresa, but even more so is like, Movies today are so serious, like they all need to have really high stakes. Like they feel they do need to, and not always does that make them better. Unless yeah. it's like a comedy, and then it's like way, way off on like the comedy route. And if you don't particularly love comedies, you're like not going to watch it. But like, yeah, I think the movies around that time did a nice job of blending. Like, even if you don't like comedies, like you'll enjoy this film and have fun. And I just feel like there's yeah. less of those types of films now. Um, well, maybe Barbie, though. I mean, I know Barbie's supposed to have some sort of serious message to it, but I think part of it is that it's, it's going to be, be fun. fun and like a big a big blockbuster that isn't like a superhero or an action film. I can't wait to see that. It, is, it is a toy tie-in. I'm so excited. They're just going to print money. I know. They're gonna, I want to know if it's true if they... I don't know if you saw that floating around the internet, that the pink paint was like nowhere to be found during production of that because they were using that specific color so much i did see that i I there was like a shortage there was like a pink paint shortage (laughs) of that sets were huge (laughs) (laughs) i believe it hundreds of gallons people roll i'm sure the crew has like dreams where they wake up in a sea of pink and have panic attacks (laughs) oh yeah uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it, I mean, I, the Super Mario Brothers movie, which was yes. universally thought to be a bad movie, uh, made, you know, that movie made a ton of money. Um, so Barbie, if it's even a halfway decent movie, is going to, is this going to, anyone who's ever heard of a Barbie will probably go see it. So, which is yeah. every person. Mm-hmm. The Super Mario movie is actually another good example of this like era of, it's not like a rock band, but it, it had the same like cheekiness to it. Like, <laughs> Just ridiculous. No, 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 yeah. no. The new Super Mario Brothers with oh. uh, Chris Pratt. Oh no! I was like, <laughs> I was stuck in the past. I was thinking about the old one with like. Oh, with uh, what's his name? Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the other. With Dennis Hopper as King Koopa. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that was is a classic Barbie, of our time. <laughs> is Barbie geared to kids too? I I didn't know if it was like an adult or just a kids too movie. You know. I assume it's rated PG. Yeah, mm, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's going. It's leaning hard on the adult audience. That's what I thought. I thought it was like an more of an adult, and then someone was like, "No, kids are going to go see it." And I'm like, "Yeah, but I don't know. Is our kids going to like that? You know, like is it geared toward kids at all?" Yeah. P- oh no, it's PG thirteen. So I think it, yeah. it is geared maybe towards more adulty adults. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. I think uh, we're going to... That movie has John Cena and Helen Mirren in it. Okay, it has anyway. literally everyone in it. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, moving on to something much more fun. Um, some people John call... Cena. John yeah. Cena is just littering our screens, isn't he? Yeah, that, that guy works like 55 weeks a year. <laughs> they need to pick that guy up like the trash on the side of the road. <laughs> I, don't think he's, I don't think he's fun to watch at all. Sorry. We once, so he's from Rochester, New York, mm-hmm. uh, and we once had a meeting w- before we moved to Detroit with his brother, who is an aspiring actor and shares 
very few of the physical traits except for whiteness of his brother. <laughs> and it was an awkward meeting. <laughs> well, yeah, I just like, just from seeing him on the reality show and like, I don't know, the like things he did to Nikki, like I heard that he had their like sign some like contracts about like keeping the house clean and like weird stuff like that. I'm like, I don't weird. know if I like that. That's... <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the great thespians of our times are often also people who would body slam other people in their underwear. I'd like so. each of you to get up <laughs> and tell us a five-minute so, story about from the your... Sorry, moving on. <laughs> okay, moving on. We were all just canceled. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> so also a barrel of laughs uh, from 2019, Euphoria. I think I believe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Euphoria, yeah. Uh, why euphoria i mean this is it's a completely different vibe obviously okay so i know this one's kind of like yeah 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 we've all been talking about this forever and it's nothing new now but i still like i love this show so i actually got to also work with the gaffer on when i was on ironheart our gaffer was the gaffer from euphoria from all the seasons so yeah that was like really cool and what was even cooler is Danny Durr is fucking awesome like it you know when you're like meeting somebody that that you love their work and then it's kind of like oh no is this gonna ruin it right he is so cool like we went out to dinner with him last time he was in town like I met his wife he's so fucking awesome which makes it even more exciting to talk about (laughs) but that show is sorry were you gonna say no, no, no no I was just gonna keep you going so keep going. <laughs> that show is okay. Like while the drama of the teens is like, uh, our teens actually dealing with this stuff can be kind of like ridiculous. Like some of these issues, most of us obviously didn't specifically go through in high school. Right. So it's like kind of hard to relate to. Like, I don't think any like of your, your friends in high school were like meeting up with a grown adult in a motel room or, you know, like <laughs> maybe not into drugs as much as like Zendaya's character was. But I feel like they were like touching on a, at least a familiar category of something that you went through. Like one of the girls was like overweight or whatever. Like, you know, they're all or their like boyfriend was sleeping with somebody else or just the the teen urgency you know is so huge at that time and i feel like they really like nailed that on the head and the stories the way that they told the stories coupled with like the lighting how they used to hit all those emotions and feelings and i mean i feel like the lighting was done so and i'm not saying this because i know him i've been saying this since <laughs> before i knew him which is why when I met him, I was like, okay, cool. He's cool. (laughs) But it was done so beautifully and like seamless in a way that I feel like it immersed you into these characters feelings without being distracting. Cause there was like a lot of colors used and it can come sometimes be like, Oh, that's too much. It always still like felt really realistic and raw to me. Mm -hmm. And I don't know when I watched that show it was like almost everything else around me melted away and the way that they like use the camera to emote emotion and things like in the carnival scene the carnival scene was like one of my favorites and it was like a big long take with a couple like hitting cuts in there 
to create like the chaos of like, you know, finding your friends at the fair and shit. And then anytime like Zendaya was high or like going through any of those like drug moments, like the fits of rage, I don't know. I just thought it was like the camera movement was done really well to like bring all that to life, like the emotion. Cause like if you had a still camera in those moments, I don't think it would have like done the same thing, if that makes sense. And I want to give the show props for hitting the nail on the head again with the fucking drug addiction. Like nothing in TV or movies. I feel like it rarely ever actually shows what it's like and i know it's like a high schooler so it's like that's kind of ridiculous that that but it could happen it happens yeah (laughs) but but like the way that she like falls into it and like does it and like all of a sudden i think it's in the second season or whatever she's like in over her head and now she's like dealing drugs you know like it all like happens like that you know just to fill your your need to not be sick and it's and and the way that you like treat your people you love the most it's like really it really was true to like how it is if that makes sense yeah did you see um beautiful boy with timothy chalamet yes how did you feel about that because that movie i feel like those are two like i feel like beautiful boy of course was like you know kind of a story that was kind of around a lot like everyone kind of like oh yeah i heard of that He's, of course, a very famous journalist. They've made other movies about him. Um, but uh, the, this movie, um, uh, Beautiful Boy, takes a much different approach um, in terms of, like, drug addiction. And I, I don't know. How did you feel about, like, that movie's depiction of it? Because I felt like that movie was also really realistic in a, in a yes. very non-glamorous way. You know I mean? like Yes. It's... But I think, wasn't it more during, through the lens of the dad, though? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think those yeah. those two to me are like really phenomenal. Uh, both Euphoria and uh, yes. Beautiful Boy are really great depictions of drug abuse. Yeah, and I I agree. I think uh, I also think that um, Heaven Knows What was a good one too by the Safdie brothers. Yeah, it's a hard watch. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think if you're like stomachs turning while you're watching it, it's probably <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, and they used, like, she was an actual drug addict that they used in that film. So that was, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, won- I wonder how that was, you know, like, to shoot that, really. <laughs> yeah. I- I'm guessing that uh, the way the Safdie brothers make mo- made movies, particularly around then, like, it was... I mean, they-, they had to probably shoot it handheld in order to, like, get the, mm-hmm. get the coverage yeah. they needed. And though I think she was partially like she was in and out of being clean by the time they filmed it um yes but definitely the extras a lot of the extras are probably drug addicts and people who were like hard to hard to get to commit and like you know is mm-hmm. that, that movie has such a documentary cinema veritas kind of style to it yes yeah they probably just had to go to where the addicts were <laughs> where they were hanging out like that's that's where we're shooting today that's where they are <laughs> yeah i mean that's how they made um <clears throat> not uh not uncomfortable uh heaven knows no not heaven knows what um good time good time was also kind of shot like you know they're just like we need to shoot over here and yeah. it's you know robert pattinson and they're like okay just hold the boom for a second we're gonna set up the shot and so <laughs> robert pattinson standing on the street 
holding the boom. Yeah. They don't have permits. They just, you know, <laughs> they go where they want. Yeah. Just doing it. <laughs> Asthma was another good one that hit the nail on the head with the, uh, with the heroin addicts too. That one, uh, it, I don't remember who directed that. It was somebody's son though. Um, but that was just a little indie movie. There's like very few, you know, and they're not very popular. So like for Euphoria and um, the one, oh, I can't, I'm dropping the name of the one you just mentioned. Uh, Beautiful Boy. Yes. Those two were probably like the bigger ones that, that, um, that got it right. I feel like, and you always wonder when you watch stuff, you're like, did we not like research this? <laughs> You know? Yeah. <laughs> Did we not have someone say, to consult? Like, come on. <laughs> I was taking a CPR class the other day and they were <laughs> talking about it. It's, you know, with the union. So they're like medics that work on set and stuff. And they were talking about how one of the films they were on, there was like a baby and they had the heart rate on the monitor at like 60, which is like very low for, a, you know, like an ultrasound. And they were doing the ultrasound like, down like up on the under the boobs like that's where they were showing to hold the thing and it's like the medic had to come in and be like hey uh you actually would put that there and the baby's heart rate would be a lot higher than that they were like i was like nobody researches this stuff like i wouldn't want to look like an idiot like i would yeah. be like you know i'd be like let's figure this out you know in case somebody is like hey that's fucking dumb <laughs> let's do a quick google search on that one before yeah, we like, start rolling two seconds. <laughs> two seconds the uh back to euphoria for a, se- a th- uh, another second i think that euphoria does a really good job of also being about loneliness because all the characters, all the main, the girls that you follow as the main characters are all incredibly lonely. Um, yeah, and, and I feel, insecure. Yeah, lonely and insecure. And I feel like that's something that everyone can relate to is feeling like a teenager with no one to relate to, feeling lonely. It's, you know, even the most popular people, which is what yes. the show kind of goes down that, you know, ostensibly it comes to popular kids are also just as lonely and just as fucked up. Um, yeah, which I feel like is a powerful emotion. Yeah, and the soundtrack. A soundtrack on that was great too. Like they had, didn't they have him make it to the the show? Yes, definitely the yeah. first couple seasons. Um, yeah, forgot his name, but yeah, I was actually going to mention that I think you know there's like hundreds of movies and shows about like growing up and teenage years, and and I think what really resonated with people was exactly what you're talking about before is like they nailed the vibe of like the mood the cinematography and then the music while put yeah putting all that to these sort of emotional stories that we can all relate to whether we were in those specific situations or not there's definitely something like the loneliness and just trying to fit in all of that everyone feels (laughs) we remember that so it's like that show instantly sucks you in and then just does a really good job with the atmosphere and and creating this world. Um, And I think that's why it became so popular. It was like a beautiful dance, you know? Yeah, it's like like a beautifully choreographed dance between camera, lighting, the actors, the music, that everything just came together, you know? It feels like how you remember your most important memories, not maybe actually how they were. Yes. Yeah. And they like nailed that. Yes. 
Yeah, I was just looking up um, Sam Levinson, and uh, you know he definitely you know worked his way up. He did a movie called Another Another Happy Day. Have you seen that? No. Uh, a wedding at at her parents' Annapolis estate hurls high strung Lynn into the center of touchy family dynamics, mm-hmm. and uh, it's got Ezra Miller and Demi Moore, uh, Alan mm-hmm. Burstyn in it, and this was his first thing he his first credit. His first directing credit, Thomas Hayden Church. So I wonder, I wonder if he's, uh, I wonder what his connection to the industry is because obviously he's done well. Yeah, yeah, and he's got what's the one on HBO right now? Oh, uh, the Which Idol. I, yeah, I like how that one's lit too. Yeah, he's just. I think The Weeknd came to him and wanted to do like a story about musicians and stuff. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. I, I think uh, he, he makes interesting movies. I like that he exists in the in the world, even if I don't always like. I wasn't super into Malcolm and Marie, but I'm glad it exists. Yeah, I wasn't into that one either. I um, he does a lot of music videos too, and I'm not super into the Idol either. I just I think it looks nice. Like I know he likes to use a lot of the like natural light when he can, which I always like appreciate that too. Us but too. at the same, too, yeah. At the, yeah. At the same time, though, if you can use the lighting in the way he did in that, the way they did in Euphoria, like that, I love that as well. But it has to be like for a reason, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Euphoria. I'm sure your your friend probably has feels a, a way about it, but it's the show that may is probably going to make has made a thousand copycats. You know, people are going to. Oh yeah. Try, you know. Oh yeah. I'm sure Euphoria, you know, when it was like peak popularity, gels were selling on Amazon and B and H like crazy. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> you can you can actually see the like makeup trend went from oh, yeah. the, the way that they did their makeup that went crazy. Not just in like in you know with the normies out walking around, but like on camera. Like now, almost like every show has a cool girl has a girl that's wearing like crystals on her eyelids you know <laughs> yeah. yeah like like three pound crystals <laughs> yeah <laughs> just just super glued to their faces um i i think uh, uh moving on for a second um uh, we were <clears throat> we were talking about this is a movie i think that was really important to you but also like to, to a lot of people who are our age because I feel like it was kind of like the dream scenario, this next movie. Um, and there, we're t- talking about a short and a feature. Um, mm-hmm. But this is Jim Cummings' Thunder Road. Honey, honey, I, I'm really not going to be good at this kind of stuff. Yeah. You want me to leave the light on in the hallway for you? It's fine. All right. I'm going to bed, honey. Good night. I love you. So this follows a police officer who is, you know, Played by Jim Cummings, who you could probably classify as maybe like on the spectrum, maybe I can, or maybe he he's got a lot of anxiety yeah. at least. At the very least, he's got a ton <laughs> of anxiety. Um, he uh, is going to the death of his father, and he's like kind of having it. Mother, like, his mother, his mother. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. And uh, he's having a slow but very progressing breakdown the entire time. Mm-hmm. So uh, why? why what was your, I guess we'll go in order. What was your relationship with the short? Uh, you showed me the short, so. Yeah. Hold on. What I wanted to ask you, because you were like, this is important to people our age. Like, what? what is, because when I hear you say that, I think of like, meaning 
it was something like we watched and, and and like how he trajected his like career from that is like uh achievable it makes it feel like we could do it too and yeah. that's like yeah what that's, I, that's what i meant yeah yeah okay that's what i was wondering i was like are we thinking of the same thing that you just said <laughs> yeah and i think i think the other thing too is that a lot of people who get into film i mean we don't need to go down this uh snake snake pit way of a lot of people who are young and get into film um i think they expect a gatekeeper to like let them through and invault them to fame and jim cummings has what and the safety brothers have widely stood against like not against that because they've obviously worked with studios now and worked with bigger budgets and and investors and things but like jim cummings just did it like you know he yeah. was kind of turned down on the feature version of thunder road and just made it himself and was like the number one movie on itunes like versus huge budget movies Mm -hmm. yeah so that movie i had actually come across this short online and i was like super into it like i showed it to you i show it to everybody still like to this day i'm like this is one of the best shorts like i've ever seen Cause it's just like this, I think it was like 10 minutes or 12 minutes. And it's just this like cop at a funeral. It's so simple. And then, and it was just like one long take of them coming in, slowly zooming in, you know, (laughs) from the back of the church, like all the way up to him at the casket. And he just has like this whole breakdown where he's, trying to say goodbye to his mom and she was like owned a dance studio and you know there was this song that he had that he used thunder road the song um the actual song and he yes and he did this like weird dance performance that like made everyone feel so awkward and he just kept like messing it up and like trying to like sing and dance while saying goodbye and it was like so sad but it was so funny at the same time so you were like crying but you were also like laughing because you just couldn't there was like people holding their phones up trying to record him while he was doing it like it was like it look it up if you're listening it's on um vimeo it's on anywhere if you just look up thunder road short film because i think if you look up thunder road the feature will pop up first Mm -hmm. um so then like by magic film fairy dust the first year that I was going to South by Southwest and I was super nervous and super scared because I think I was also only like six months sober. So I was like, uh, am I going to be able to like talk to people at a festival type situation and parties without like, you know, it was like very nerve wracking for me to go. And then I saw, I think when I was making the schedule, I saw that Thunder Road had gotten made into a feature and was going to be showing there. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay, cool. Like, love that short. Cannot imagine what they're going to do with that with a feature, but like, can't wait to see. And, and then I got to go to the festival and everything was fine. I was able to be a sober person there and act normal and not like a weirdo. <laughs> and I, I actually like, I don't, if you've been to festivals, like you, they always like do Q and A's at the end. I know you guys have been, but I don't know if all your listeners have been, but <laughs> you get to like talk to people afterwards and if they, you know, hang around. And so like, I got to 
talked to Ben, one of the producers from there, and all the crew, like, they were all there. And I got to hang out with all of them, and they were so welcoming and... I remember like telling them like, Oh, you know, I'm sober. So like, I'm not drinking. And they were so cool about it where I thought like weirdly at my age, I was like, people don't make fun of me. Like I'm five and (laughs) they were not like, everybody was so cool and they made me feel so welcome. And I got to hang out with them for like the entire festival. So that made it like such an amazing experience for me. And then I think you and didn't work. They came out and did and showed it at, Planet, or what's they, that place called? They, I think they did at Planet Ant. Yeah, you yeah. were, you, Ben was, uh, you put me in touch with Ben, or you and I and Ben had ta- talked at some point, because they were trying to do like a, like a road show almost, where they'd go from yeah. city to city and kind of like introduce the movie and talk to it. And like I, based on my past life of a touring musician who played scores to movies, had like all these indie theater places that were definitely interesting. I think he ended up putting on on two or three of the places I recommended. Like, I think he also put it on in Pittsburgh. Oh, nice. Yeah. So the story with it is, like, they made this great short, right? And it, it is. It's completely hilarious and per- it, it's almost perfect. Did like, it win at Sundance? Like, the best short at Sundance or best? Yes. Yeah. And then they tried to shop it around, right, to do a feature. Like, that was the proof of confidence, com- proof of concept for the feature. But they kept getting, like, really bad offers are like turned down right yeah 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 they, they they basically just went on a tour of disinterest yeah they people would you know a, a water bottle tour yeah and like so they they thought they had like achieved the dream like they wanted sundance they were gonna get their feature made like everything was gonna be the way that people say it is and then mm-hmm. i guess like it just was a huge disappointment and they weren't getting either no one wanted it or like really i remember there was like they got a deal but it was really bad and like not where they would have control over it and so anyway they decided to like just take it into their own hands make like raise the money make their feature and then like distribute it themselves and in sort Mm -hmm. of this like yeah this old school way of taking it to theaters and getting people in person like into it and then also they had like an online campaign and like and it became very popular in the in iTunes movie and back when iTunes was existing <laughs> um and so that's like that's what we were talking about where it feels achievable it feels like even though they did the path that you think is like oh if i get a film and i win at sundance that's it i've made it and like their sad story of it is like, no, that isn't the way anymore. But then they made, they made a good, even a better outcome out of just kind of doing it yourself and like self distributing. Right, right, yeah, and and they because they because they also own it now too. I mean, yeah. like we went through, like we own our movie and we own the, you know, it helps when you you regain control. I think that's one big lesson is like people will buy a a good to great product from you and and take it and it becomes theirs and we've run into like various aspects of that with our movie um which we can't really talk about (laughs) 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 thought we were gonna get some juicy goss no 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 where's the tea not for all our listeners yeah yeah. (laughs) which i like the ring of that all our listeners Uh, you know who you are (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I think I I I don't know. I think Thunder Road is everything you want a short to be. Is it like captures a feeling at a time and place? And like shorts are really really hard to make. And I, when I was preparing and going over everything, they've made two or even three more features. I think they've made three total features since then. Yeah. And like they all are like you know I'm sure they're really not terribly expensive to make, and they've done pretty well. I mean. They're doing the thing. They're, They're living, the thing. living the dream. Yeah. That's our dream. <laughs> there was one, I forget what it was called. It was like a werewolf one that was on, that was high up on, on iTunes as well for a while. I forget what it was called. Oh, through the power of the internet, we will know momentarily. Yes. Uh, I need you to look it up because I, I, I'm in the middle of nowhere. I'm looking it up. <laughs> okay. I'm doing the thing. <laughs> yeah, it makes it feel like, you know, the... um Robert Rodriguez times or even mm. like um, the Duplass brothers times like where they made their, their little short that one that was like three minutes long or something. It was like cost like $2, whatever it costs to get a tape recorder tape to record it on. <laughs> yeah. Like the they, voicemail. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. I mean, definitely, you know, Robert Rodriguez, like Every generation seems to have a person or people like this, like, you know, and uh, I feel like it's a it's the sign that film is actually okay. Like it's not stubborn motherfuckers. (laughs) Okay, all right. (laughs) No, that's what they I mean, that's the way if you're going to go off and do it on your own against the system, like you have that like insane drive and you can't let Mm -hmm. it go. And it's it's admirable. Yeah. The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll have to check it that out. That one did pretty good. It yeah. was pretty That's cool. A friend of ours was in a, a low-budget werewolf, and that's an air quotes movie. Uh, it, may have been a big, our... it, may, it may have been a big lizard. Uh, <laughs> you know, I saw it in theaters. Okay, the same friend of ours that might be our only listener. <laughs> it's not our only listener. <laughs> You know, we keep making this joke, but what if we have, like, a bunch of people who listen all the time? We do. We do. (laughs) Every one of our episodes gets tens of views. (laughs) Hold on. Are you guys not on, like, Buzzsprout where you can see how many people download it and listen to it every week? That sounds psychologically damaging. (laughs) I had it for my podcast, and I have been on hiatus for over a year, and I still get, like, Tens of downloads every week. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we can see some of, of it just through the Apple analytics, but um, we mostly do this for fun and try yeah. not to think about like who's on the other end. We're trying to be healthy about this. We're trying to be healthy, healthy yes. approach. <laughs> We're trying not it's to take it too to seriously. Do, like, I love doing my podcast because I just like talking to people like that were, you know, in the industry and asking them how they got in and I miss doing it. But like, I literally have no time to do anything now that I'm like besting. It's like ridiculous. Yep. Yeah. Thank, thank God for this break though. I'm, I'm like, I know it's sad and everybody's like upset about it. That's crew, but I'm like, I've been working nonstop for a long time. So it's nice to, Relax and catch my breath for a second. Yeah, yeah. And, and SAG after just went went on strike. Yes. So it'll be like a bit longer. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's the cool. first time like they they hadn't had been on both on strike at the same time since uh, you know the fifties or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really a long time. 
So it's gonna be a while. <laughs> yeah, it might yeah. be. It might be a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last movie on your list is uh, a 2020, 2020 uh, gem, Zola. Hey, last month I went dancing at this cute spot in Florida where my roommate's girl made like five G's a night. Because of my we just met yesterday and you already trying to take hoe trips together? Be ready by two. This is a movie I have not seen. There, I said it. This is a movie that I've been debating seeing for so long. So I'm very excited to hear what you think of it. Because like the premise, I'm like, mm, would I like this? But I've heard a few people be like, it's awesome. So I'm, I'm excited oh. to be persuaded to watch it. <laughs> oh my god yeah okay directed and screenplay was by Janixa Bravo um and I thought it was fucking awesome I can't believe you haven't seen it like it's one of the A24 gems right like there's A24s that are like no I don't even like A24 anymore you guys are ruining things and then it's like the old A24s where it's like these were the the you know if it had the stamp of A24 like I was watching it times you know oh, okay that's what this movie is it's so good and it like okay it's about so I just think it's so creative like how somebody found a Twitter feud, right? About these two strippers like feuding on Twitter that <laughs> got like or Reddit or whatever, you know, it got like big on Reddit. I'm not sure exactly how people all like knew about this because I didn't know about the Twitter fight when it was happening, but apparently people were watching it go down. And it was just like two strippers, I think from Michigan were like <laughs> feuding over whatever money and one was calling each other they were calling each other like hookers and you know <laughs> silly shit i guess to, i don't know and then they made a movie about it but like the way that janixa like did the movie off of a twitter fight is so mind-blowing I just would have never thought of it. And you're like, oh, why didn't I think of this? You know, it's one of those <laughs> things where you're like, why did I never think of this? It's like Thunder Road. Why? What a perfect idea. Why can't I think of things like these, you know? Because they're just so different and cool and fresh. And it's like, it's like Barbarian. Have you guys seen Barbarian? Not yet. No. Oh, my God. You guys got to see that. That one's another one. <laughs> it's like it's like an, another movie that's like, oh, this is a scary movie. You think it's going to be dumb, but it's like the most freshest take. Uh, never been done before on a scary movie like thing, which we can talk about that one after real quick because that's that's a good one. Um, but Zola, you're trying to get invited back. I can see. I see what you're trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. For all, I want all 10 fans to hear tens, this. Tens of fans. <laughs> tens of fans. So the she like used the twitter like tweet noise you know to like stay i think to like narrate when things were like literally that was a twitter oh. comment or whatever i don't know what it is and you call it on twitter like that was what they said on twitter Twats. a tweet and a twat a tweet yeah a twat, tweet. <laughs> a twat yes so, so like they would use the like you know like whistle noise and like anytime things were like happening i think that went along with the twitter feed and just the way it was like narrated and the way the story was told was so good like 
the, she was narrating and also like kind of breaking the fourth wall and it was all in like service to the story it all like worked really well it was funny it was like kind of nerve-wracking at times like you're like uh are they gonna get out of this it like showed a little bit of like this the what you would be scared about you know of hooking or stripping and then it's like how normal it is for these people that's what they do you know mm-hmm. it just was it was really good it was really good i I also i think they shot it on film uh yeah i think so i think mm-hmm. they did yeah wow yeah they shot it on film which it looked really cool i don't know it it went by like this it was like i don't know how long it is but it seemed like it was done in 45 minutes and i was like wanting more a movie centered around the digital age shot on film. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, the and it's from each girl's perspective, kind of. Like, it's mainly from, um, I don't even remember, Zola's Zola's um, perspective, like Taylor what Page. her version of the fight is. And then there's, like, a quick tidbit of the other girl's version. You know, it's like, rewind, stop, <laughs> rewind. This is what actually happened. You know, and it's like a fast forward through what she says happened, which is like totally the opposite of what the other one says. And it's just so funny. I was like laughing out loud the whole time. <laughs> like if someone was in my house, they'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with this girl? I sounded possessed. I was just like, <laughs> like every two seconds. I was like, you're crazy, bitch. Like talking to me. <laughs> A tight hour and twenty five minutes. Ooh, I'm sold. I'm I'm watching it. You yeah, just did it. it was. I'm telling you, it seemed like, and it seemed like it was only forty minutes. Like I was like, oh no, it's done. <laughs> oh, I like movies like that where you're just like, no, I want more. And it had and cousin I Greg in it. it. And then I bought it. Whenever I love a movie that much, like I buy it because I'm like, I'm supporting you. <laughs> I purchased the movie on Amazon or on um, iTunes. <laughs> That's actually our rating scale when we do the review episodes. Um, it's like skip it, stream it, or buy it. And the ones that we like love, we say we buy. Yeah, yeah. Like I buy every Jim Cummings thing to just like support him too. Because I'm like, I'll buy it. You know, <laughs> like even if I haven't watched it yet, I bought it. It's there. I'm going to watch it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, next time you're on a plane. Next time you're, you know, mm-hmm. you know sitting around. Okay, yeah. you guys. We... What? Yeah, what? Are you going to talk about Zola? You can't even talk about Zola. You didn't see it. So we, just talk, we, we, we just talked. We just talked about Zola. Next, I got to scold you on Barbarian. I cannot believe. Okay, I can understand. I can understand because I was like the same. I was like another fucking scary movie. Bleh. And the trailer was, it just looked like a scary movie, you know? And also, though, I feel like as Mitten people, you guys are supposed to be watching every movie that was shot in Detroit. I know. I I refuse the Mitten people. (laughs) (laughs) We are the Mitten people. You you know what? That one movie with the sexually transmitted disease, it follows. That one was pretty good. That one was very good. Stupid. That was filmed there. Yeah. Why do we think of that? That would. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah, that's another good one to talk about. Barbarian was so fucking good. It like that guy. I I don't think he could sell the script for like ten years. Like he could not. Nobody wanted to touch it. All of the studios. Everybody wanted to change everything. And he's another one that like, but took you know like said no. I'm not gonna sell out and give you guys control over this because they were like you can't have 
a main character change in the middle of the movie. Like, we can't just follow this guy now. You know, that has to go. All the things that made the movie fresh and awesome and different and just, like, you can't take your eyes off of it were all the things that all the studios and producers and everybody who he tried to contact to make this movie didn't want to touch it because of that. Yeah, uh, they, I guess they've never seen Psycho where they change main, main characters halfway through the movie, but you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it, well, yeah, because all of a sudden they were following like Justin Long or whatever and you didn't know, like he never got referenced before and all of a sudden he's in, it was like, literally I was watching the movie and I was like, whoa. And then, but where it took off with him immediately, it was like, you wanted to follow that guy. Like he was a gross movie asshole. And you're just like, yeah, this is like, I can hate this guy. I hate him. Like, and it was just so good. It was, it was like funny and scary and just different. So how long is that one? I was, then, okay. I was just going to ask that. I was like, well, give me the run in time. This will convince me. One second, one second, overlords. <laughs> Mr. Internet over here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one hour and 42 minutes. Okay, all that, right. That well, one wasn't, it didn't seem that long either, but they do follow a different person in the middle. So now you got, two it movies was really creative. Life. The story was fucking amazing. Like, two I haven't. movies. The story was really good. Did you remember, you probably never went down to the basement of our old house uh, What before we moved um, but our house in Gross Point had a door in the basement. No, you never showed me where the bodies yeah. were. Yeah, that was a scary little it was door. A scary little room. Yeah, it was like a little fruit cellar or something. I only went in there like twice because I was so scared of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should have used that. We could have used that for a scare. We could have made a horror film. I would think so. Yeah. So it was keys for that house. <laughs> I'm sure they changed the locks. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the thing people do, I guess. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway. Well, I do. Okay, so you've convinced me to watch both of these films because they're both ones that I've been like on the fence about. When you... I better get a text message from you after each one with your review. <laughs> when, Or you could subscribe to the podcast and become our 11th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll review them on the podcast for you. <laughs> Yay. When you say mitten people, I think of Danny DeVito in Batman 2, where he has like a fin hand. Like it's he's the penguin. But it's it could be a mitten hand. Like your so, your finger fused together because you spend, you know, eight months of winter in Michigan. Let me quickly explain the mitten thing <laughs> to people who don't know, so that they just don't think we're wearing mittens constantly because we live in Michigan. <laughs> But Michigan is shaped like a mitten, and people use their hand to describe where in Michigan they live. You're, you're, you're wrong hand. There you go. Well, no one can see. <laughs> I can depends see. On, depends on which way you flip the hand. Right, exactly. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah, when you when you describe things in Michigan, Nicole, did you use the, the palm of your hand or the back of your hand? I never did that. I didn't know where I was at all when I was in Michigan. So yeah, the year was earlier. This podcast we described taking three hours to drive, you know, ten miles. <laughs> like I, I, I don't think I ever did that because I didn't even know. I didn't know where anything. I couldn't have pointed to you where my parents' house was on the mid. You know, like, I don't know. You, you should. You, I bet you your mom has done it though. 
Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. She's from New York and then California. I don't think people outsiders do that. I think that's like a strictly, you got to be born and raised there to do the thing. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> think, I've, I don't think I've ever really done, yeah. I've never done it seriously. I kind of like, <laughs> I enjoy the like idea of it. But uh... Although the one thing I did take from Michigan that I do like and subscribe to is pop. I oh, no. Under- no, no, I no. understand that. Like to me, if you're calling something pop, like if you're at a drive-through, you're like, "Can I get a pop?" Then they're like, you know, "Oh, okay." So they know to give you either Coke or Pepsi because, like, that's their pop products. If you want an orange pop, you say orange pop. If you want a Sprite, you'll just say Sprite. <laughs> but like, if, you know what I mean? But like, if you're missing, you're cutting out the whole oh, can I have a Coke? And they're like, we don't have Coke, we have Pepsi. And you're like, yeah, whatever. Whatever's the fucking brown pop. Like, I want the brown one. I want brown pop. So you could just say brown, if you could just say pop, and then they know it's whatever brown pop they have, you'll take it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's you're, you're really saving that, that, that half a second there. <laughs> yeah. It's just fun to say, too, pop. But aren't, aren't you also in the land where Coke is Coke, it, like, like Coke is its own designation? Like in Georgia, isn't Coke like every pop? Every pop. Oh, yeah. oh, I don't know. I'm not that. I don't know. Maybe you're gonna have to investigate this for us. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, you're, Next time you go out to eat. Yeah, yeah. Be like, just listen around to all the re- other people. But I know, I know where to use the word. Like, I don't use the word here. Like, they would not know what I'm talking about. They wouldn't know that I want Coke or Pepsi if I said pop. So I just say Coke here, and they do still go you want pepsi because we just have pepsi and i'm like oh, okay yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. brown soda give it to me <laughs> yeah diet brown soda or regular brown soda any <laughs> of the brown sodas you have please it's like when you go and you say sprite they never fucking correct you and say well we have sierra mist is that okay like never has anyone ever said that to you so why is it like a big deal with coke and pepsi yeah, you've been. We've been, we just drink indiscriminately whatever lemon lime soda we yeah, <laughs> just like, take. Whatever. Did this just know, like, did this, this just become a? But the Coke and the Pepsi is not okay. Did this just become a podcast about pop? Yes. Soda pop. That's a good name for a podcast. We we said it here first. Pop versus soda. <laughs> We're changing our name. <laughs> Well, I had a, I had a question for you, but we're like you know way over. So you know the last of our last few meager listeners have already left. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but my question for you is like, you know, you you took a a circuitous route to where you are now. Um, what advice do you give people when they ask you about how to get into the the business? What are your like? What's your main tips? Because I think. You run into a lot of people that want to be directors or whatever, the top parts. But you work in a really, like, you know, you work in a male-dominated industry, one. And two, you, you know, your job isn't the most glamorous, you know, every day. Yeah. So what advice do you give to people who are like, I want to get in the film industry. What do I do? Yeah, it, like, depends on what they say they want to do. You know, because, like, if they're like, oh, I want to be a director. I want to be an actor. I want to right or like any of those things i'm like you just gotta make your own stuff you know and then like a lot of people don't know which is odd to me but i guess like there was a point where i didn't know about it either about like film festivals you know 
So I'm like, make your own stuff and submit it to film festivals. Like, that's what I tell those people. Or you can do the, like, slow, long trek route where you go on and you try to be a PA on stuff and then work your way up through there. You know, like, if you want to be a DP, like, go PA and then actually like see what these people are doing because i think a lot of people say that they want to do certain things and then when they actually like get on set and see what the jobs actually entail they're like oh no i actually want to do set deck you know or like something else Mm -hmm. so i think that's a, a good route to take is to like pa first and see what it is um but that's like I feel like that's for young. I don't know. I hate to say that's for young people because anybody can go PA and work your way in that way. It's no age discrimination. It's for people with a lot of energy, (laughs) any age. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause it's, I I also think too, it's like, why not just, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, if you want to do those things, why not just make them yourself? Um, because you could be like an Issa Rae where someone sees your stuff on YouTube, you know, like, or whatever. And, and you get st- work through that. But if you want to be like a crew member is the same thing, like go PA and see which department it is that you want to like schmooze with. And while you're a PA, make sure you're extra nice to those people. Cause those are the people you're going to be trying to get a job from you know, when you're the lockup shushing PA, maybe don't be an asshole about shushing certain departments. Just be a cool guy and be like, hey, man, can you please keep it down? They're yelling at me. I know it's not me. It's them. But, you know, like, don't be like the weirdo that's like, shut, shut, shut up. They're rolling. Like, because then you're like, ew, I hate you. And if you ever ask me to come work with us, like, no. So I don't know. I just think like PAing or making your own stuff is the best way to like, get in yeah and i think like being friendly and being a people person is yeah is super important i mean in any Mm -hmm. job but particularly in the film business because you spend a lot of time waiting around if you want to be an electrician or a grip like i think the best way to do that is you can pa and try to schmooze with them and get in with them um you might be able to get like an internship where you can pick what department you go intern with. Like if you can get in in an internship and like try out a bunch of different departments, that's cool. Um, Or you can also go work at a warehouse and same with probably camera. You can probably work at a camera, like rental warehouse grips. You can work at a lot, you know, or electric people can work at any of the warehouses like MBS, you know, places that, that rent grip and electrical equipment. Cause then you're meeting you know, best boys, or you're at least talking to their driver who comes to pick up the stuff every day. And, you know, and you get to learn the equipment that way. So you're not coming in totally like, I don't know anything like me. Like I was like, what does this tool do? What does this stand for? You know, like I could, it's a lot, probably a lot easier to like at least learn the equipment first (laughs) and you won't be so overwhelmed. (laughs) That's great advice. (laughs) Yeah. Learn like what the I thing is called. Like, I was having to learn like what a C wrench is while I'm like learning how to tie a knot and what the. <laughs> it cut out a little at the end, <laughs> but but yeah, that, I think that's perfect advice. I th- I think you gotta know what a C wrench is. <laughs> 
No, but like if you want to work on actual sets, yeah, definitely like get on as a PA or adjacent jobs and and talk to everyone you can and be as nice as possible and be humble. It's definitely one of those industries that is just like all about relationships and like your attitude. Yeah. Will get you farther. And and no like ego and yes, being humble like that Mm -hmm. takes you farther than anything like just saying i don't know if you don't know like don't pretend to know because for some reason that really pisses off the elders like i have empathy for that like i feel like i can understand someone who's nervous and you know they're like oh yeah i know how to do that because they just want to seem like they can do something or be of use and like maybe they can't that's okay but you know what just like know that they probably can't and like re-show them anyway or help them but just don't even go there to begin with. Just don't pretend to know anything because people really fucking hate that out there and they cannot have empathy for that for some reason. It's good advice for any any job because yeah. I somehow like made my way into having employees <laughs> in where I work and I work in marketing, so it's a different industry. But I oftentimes, like to my employees, I go like, I don't know anything about this and we're going to figure it out together. And I feel like yeah. they appreciate that. Mm-hmm. versus like a leader kind of pretending like they know you know you got to pretend a little bit you know what you're doing <laughs> and have some yeah. confidence but like there's certain times it's like let's just work this out together and they like yeah. appreciate that and so I think it's totally there was a there was a time where people I think were scared to be like I don't I don't know this I, I have no clue um but I yeah. think it's becoming more acceptable and it I think people appreciate that as long as you're willing to learn and and do the work like if you're just like, oh, I don't know how to do this, and you take no effort, then that sucks. But if you're just yeah. like, yeah, I'm learning this, they're like, cool, I'll help you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thousand percent. Well, I think it's about time for us to hit that old dusty trail. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's leave it to Andrew to come up with the oldest saying possible that closes out here. <laughs> the old dusty trail of the Mitten State. Yeah. Time to head out, out up north. Gra- grab your pop and head up north. <laughs> yeah, well, it was great talking to you, Nicole. Don't be a stranger. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. That was fun. And, uh, you know, you might not know it now, but our intro, uh, outro music is playing, so uh, we should probably <laughs> say goodbye. <Ooh>. Okay. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Thank bye. you.